Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Just a fabulous acquaintance. I've known him since 1987 or so. So we're not friends. We're just acquaintances. Well, I guess we're friends, but I don't invite you to my barbecue. and well, nor I don't invite you to mine either. Right. So we're not those kind of <laughs> friends. Somebody once said, like, if you're on Facebook and you have, of course, all these friends in there. We have lots of friends on Facebook. Right. right. And they may or not actually be your friends. The dividing line is, would you invite them to a backyard barbecue at your house? Well, most of them I would. Most of your Facebook friends? <laughs> yeah. So, so you have 87 people in your backyard, if they all say yes. Well, more than that. Okay. Well, <laughs> well Mark Lawrence has hundreds of friends, but some, of whom, some of whom I don't even know. So, Well, but, yeah. I mean, there are people, I think, that have given us friend requests because they listen to us on the radio and right. feel they know us, and that's okay. I have no problem with that. I accept those as friends. Well, I have friends on Facebook that like to send me a message and say, Mark, you play a very bad liberal, but you don't even play the bad liberal well so <laughs> and these are my friends so anyway all right well You're welcome very bad men mark bad <laughs> bad men. i'm starting to gather that <laughs> all right on the other side of the glass fabulous production today from lynn hall just a super person here she's our copy director here make sure that all of the commercials that you hear are done well and the right levels and the right length and have the right message and are current and uh, she's one of the busiest people in the world brings our a great cat to the building every day so i try to help carry the cat in when i can because her arms are full when she comes through but uh the cat's arms uh <laughs> the cat's arms are full no the cat's arms are just kind of holding it up at that time oh, in the okay carrier. i got you all right so welcome on board everybody we'd love to hear from you today it is an open day 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market or text us at 70236 on the mark sponsored by the sunbury motor company can we clear up an injustice at the start of the program okay were you falsely accused no no but there are people who are falsely accused the border patrol agents last year who were accused of striking haitian immigrants with their reins or using whips in del rio texas but the story was largely ignored when the head of the customs and border protection agency said on friday there was no evidence that any such thing occurred cnn msnbc and nbc all declined to cover the story on air from friday when the news broke through tuesday morning according to a review of Transcripts conducted. CBS, really? Yes. CBS briefly mentioned the story on its evening newscast, but the network then focused on the agency recommending punishment for the agencies, agents rather for infractions such as offensive language and unnecessary force. CBS failed to inform viewers that migrants were not whipped, a claim that was originally made by members of the media, President Biden, and other top Democrats. I mean, don't you remember the story? The media was just right, right, all right. saying, oh, they whipped the 
these poor Haitians? Well, and even I thought that initially, but then as you look at it carefully, they they never strike them with their reins, and, um, you know, they certainly do serve as an impediment to border crossers. They make sure the horse is between them and the U.S., so that happened. But, yeah, and I do remember that President Biden said something about that into the microphone, so his statement would be false, right? Yep, and and, and he said that they would pay for their their actions. Well, they didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Well, they did some stuff wrong, but just not that particular. Well, the, what what is the other thing? Language was one issue, and there, there's like two or three infractions oh, that are gee, part of this. They cursed at people. Oh, isn't that? No, what's terrible? the thing with the little girl? The little girl? Yeah, they one of them put the horse too, like too close to her. Well, I didn't see that. That's not part of the story. Right, yeah, because Fox wouldn't cover that because that's one of the an more... actual infraction that the border agent did do. Well, anyway, go do ahead. you think he did it deliberately? Or oh, do you yeah, think? that's what their whole goal is, to be an impediment to people crossing. Okay, so is that Listen, wrong, the infraction then? Is what the end wrong? Of the, the infractions, they're all minor infractions. The whipping thing would have been the worst thing had it, um, you know, borne out. But, it, of course, it wasn't. It was false all the way along. So a lot of people got caught up in that. And it kind of it looked like that's what they were doing. But when you look at it slowly, frame by frame, that wasn't what they were doing. Well, here's what President Biden said. He said... Uh, I love this, that agents, Border Patrol agents, were victimizing migrants. He said, horses run them over, people being strapped, he noted. Biden also said that the Border Patrol agents would pay for their actions. Well, take, take, for example, Joy Reid on MSNBC, who is a fairly despicable person. She claimed on two separate occasions that Haitian migrants were whipped and likened the controversy to the times of slavery. Mm -hmm. And yet these same people, when they are told that it isn't true, they ignore the story. Talk about it. Well, I certainly think you could probably find. No wonder it, people don't trust the media. Empirically, the, there may have been a disproportionate amount of coverage, but that's the way every falsehood in in any media, Fox or otherwise, is. You know, the error is a big deal, and then the correction is is page two inside. You know, below the fold kind of thing. But I think you know, all the way back around to what you were trying to say at the beginning of this, before we got into the specific, is the media is not covering the correction as much as uh, the. Uh, false statement initially, and I think that would probably be true. I certainly did see a lot about it on AP, but that's what I was reading, and I do not watch the three network news, so if you say they didn't cover it, minus that one CBS uh, asterisk, um, I certainly believe you know that, that that's probably true. But I did see it in multiple news reports. I know NPR covered it in AP. What do they say about AP and NPR's coverage in your Fox Well, story? nothing, because they did cover it. Okay, you know, I got you. They only were mentioning the people who didn't. Other personalities suggested migrants were whipped included CNN's Don Lemon and Victor Blackwell, NBC's Morgan Chesky, and MSNBC's Alicia Mendez. Even at the time, however, the photographer behind the viral images of the agents on horseback said the pictures were being misconstrued, and he never saw anyone get whipped. But that didn't stop the media. That didn't mm-hmm. stop the president. Well, and, uh, you know, not to be overly... Uh, to say uh, dismissive of the whole incident, but shame on us as a people and shame on the president as the person in charge of border patrols for creating a situation where that happened. You know, if you have a sealed border and nobody expects to get in and you close things up and you have a fence and you're monitoring people with, you know, a sufficient amount of uh, trained individuals who shouldn't have to be on horseback, if you had a tight border, this wouldn't happen. You, You don't have this 
uh, you know, people uh, getting running into significant conflicts with Border Patrol agents at places where the border is sealed and there's a, a logical flow and customs agents and so on. So, you know, uh, shame on us as a people for creating this whole dilemma in the first place, you know, by not having a closed border. And this goes for every president and everybody up to President Biden. And then shame on Biden for allowing this to happen. I mean, really, uh, I think a porous border makes this not inevitable, but hard to avoid. Well, you're right. I can't disagree with you on that. I mean, I think you make an excellent point. But there is absolutely no incentive on the part of the administration to close the border. I don't know what they think they're doing. I mean, Kamala Harris has been an absolute failure as a border czar. She hasn't done a single thing to close <laughs> down the right. border. Not a single thing. The president of Mexico go comes visit, to the... <laughs> uh, Tijuana or something? Well, I don't even know. I'd send her there. The president yesterday met with the president of Mexico, and the president of Mexico invited people from the United yeah, States. Him, I thought he called them. No, they were together, I oh, thought. Okay. Okay. The, I, and maybe I'm wrong. There's you a picture of right. them sitting side by side. No, so. that's, that's not a phone call. <laughs> and say, suggesting that people from the United States go to Mexico to buy their gas because it's cheaper. Oh, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden apologized for the taco reference. His wife did. Yeah. His wife or, apologized. Was it taco or tortilla? Yes, no. She claimed that, uh, first of all, she mispronounced bodega, called it a bodega. Well, and she also used, uh, what, a taco or a tortilla as an illustration? No, no, a taco. She, okay. she claimed that they were likened the Hispanic people to tacos. Right, used that as an that illustration. they had an infinite variety of them, and, of opinions. <laughs> Just like there's, I guess, an infinite variety of ways to oh make a taco. Gosh. All right. Well, President Biden's doing a hurt dance. Uh, you know, even, what is it, about new poll, about two-thirds of Democrats say they are unhappy and wouldn't vote for him in two years. No, actually, 97% of Democrats say they would vote for him if he ran again, but the overwhelming majority don't want him to run again. Is and that's that, only if they I'm only if you're running you. against Donald Trump. That's the only way he gets those kind of numbers. But even with young people, 19% among young people, approval rating. That's kind of frightening. Well, and this is the key to that. And we'll get to our phone call. Eric's probably like tapping his fingers on the desk. But I think this is why the pressures on Republicans to come up with a well, I guess pressures on both Republicans to come up with a candidate with broad appeal, like a Ron DeSantis, won't work because he's too conservative. But they're going to have to come up with somebody who's a reasonable Republican out there, and you you can fill in the blank who you think might, that might fit that hat, so that you can get the Bernie Sanders supporters to vote for him instead of Joe Biden, and you can get folks that are the Hillary Clinton supporters to vote for this Republican mm, man or woman I instead. Think the Bernie just, just like happens in 2016. Are, I don't think the Bernie Sanders supporters are going to vote for a Republican. Oh, I no bet you will. I think you will see that because President Biden's not liberal enough, so come just, well, just as... the Republican isn't going to be liberal enough for Just him. as did happen in 2016, you know, a number of uh, people's Hillary Clinton supporters didn't vote for her because she wasn't Bernie Sanders. You know, I don't know, maybe ten percent. You know, voted for President Trump instead because he was not uh, because they knew uh, that Hillary wouldn't be liberal enough for them, or they they were just Bernie Sanders supporters and would never vote for anybody. The poll also showed that a significant number of Democrats felt that Biden is not liberal enough. So right, well, he's not anything enough. That's (laughs) and that's his real dilemma. You know, if he was assertive. ultra-liberal, you know, super left-wing person, at least he'd have half the Democratic Party on his side. But to be a moderate, 
sort of non-governor irritates everybody. I, I don't think he's a moderate. I think he. I think he's become far left, but not far enough left to make those people on the extreme far left happy. Well, that's and good. on the other side, you have Donald Trump. Because your glasses lean left, that's why you see it that way. <laughs> Donald Trump, you who you know has become obviously from these January six hearings, which I think are pretty one-sided. But even discounting that fact, there's some very damaging evidence coming out that make him look like the flake that I think he must have been. Well, and I think it's, you know, originally you had to, you certainly could say that, yes, he incited the riot. You could connect the dots. But now it's a whole constellation. It's obvious. And, it, you know, again, I, I don't think anybody's gone up there and said, well, he's, this is a criminal incident that President Trump did that ties him to this. You know, this is all sort of like pre-conspiracy, pre-conspiracy, pre-conspiracy. You know, I, and and that's just me. Maybe the Department of Justice says, you know, I'm I'm kind of looking at it the wrong way. All right, one well, there's allegations from yesterday that he has attempted to contact a witness who was pending witness before the committee. That's well, witness tampering. But the, nobody said the most important thing. Did he know that that individual was scheduled to be a witness? I think he did. Okay, well, that, if you that's think he the did. implication of the story, right? Well, of course, see, they the, could be lying. Right, I, that's the implication. These of, are the same people who uh, tell us we whipped, did the, the, we whipped the Haitians <laughs> at the border. So huh. there could actually be a very big lie there. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good question that's not answered. It's the most obvious question in that story. Is, you know, if President Trump contacted witnesses, that's fine. I could contact Joe McGranahan tomorrow, un, unbeknownst that he's going to be summoned to another speeding ticket hearing in the months ahead. one <laughs> we got one caller standing by. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. I love my Charmin Super Mega Golden Short. Charmin Super Mega Roll is six regular rolls in one. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Supercomputing helicopters, Lockheed Martin's Raider X and the Sikorsky Boeing Defiant X will operate as nodes in the U.S. Army's hyper-networked battle space of the future. Lockheed Martin, your mission is ours. My Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. But early detection allowed us to take control of the situation together. Talk to your family about seeing a doctor. Go to alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
Research shows listeners don't like it when ads interrupt their music. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual customizes home insurance, we made this ad optional. If you want to skip this ad, remove your left earphone. Liberty Mutual customizes home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. If you're missing this informative ad, you must love wasting your cash. It's the easy and smart way to save. Now it's all been set, so if that earphone was out, put it back in your head. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I'm Rocky Moselle with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice. Now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. Look, I got my feet up on vacation. Everybody else takes 20. I might as well take one. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Casualty Collection Zone. Casualty Collection Zone. CCZ. All right. 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. Eric's been more than patient, although somewhat interested in our conversation. We will. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Thank goodness you got to me. I think I put five dollars into this payphone already. Where'd you find a payphone? <laughs> uh, actually, that's it. Uh, there was one there on the roadside rest there on eighty one North, and it is fifty cents to make a call now. A payphone. So, okay. Uh, my first point is, is to talk to your point is, um, yeah, uh, a lot of people are having trouble believing that. Um, you know, Donald Trump has, former President Trump has complicity, continued complicity in the attacks on the 6th and, and what's going on behind the scenes. But how many good Republicans believed in 1973 and the 74 that Richard Nixon was complicit in Watergate? Just this question. That's not the reason I called, but I want to do kind of along with your topic. The reason I called is, I, I think I chance yesterday because we ran out of time, but uh, we talk a lot of criticism about bringing the Bible and religion onto this program. So let's let's look at the abortion issue from a different perspective. Of course, it is a, a church debate, as it should be debated. Um, but my perspective is this. Um, is abortion, and um, let's just focus on zero tolerance. Zero tolerance for abortion. That's absolutely no abortion in any case for rape, kids. Women, you know, dying, nothing. Okay, and that's, that is the line that a lot of Republicans are taking. I believe this is more of a power debate and not a church debate. And here's my perspective. I would uh, challenge any people to call in to say uh, a woman has zero opportunity for an abortion no matter what condition of the, of, of the woman, the age of the, the, the person who's pregnant, the condition in which they became pregnant. How many of those folks who call in and say this is their church belief actually have women in position of leadership, including women being ordained pastors or priests in their church. How many people call in with zero tolerance also go to a church where women have any any power? Well, other than the Catholic Church, I think most denominations of Protestant sects uh, have women in leadership capacities. And the Pope has recently said he was going to start promoting more women to different leadership capacities, but he still isn't going to let them be ordained as priests. I disagree with you, Joe. I think most of the, the very conservative churches do not have women in positions of authority because of the one 
versing uh, Corinthians with Fox Ball, not, not letting me do that. But I, I want to, I mean, I'm Methodist, I think I've said, said that in the past, but I want to present, and this is directly out of a book of discipline, what my church's perspective is. And I'll need about a minute and a half to read this. Uh, we don't read negative on the reading, but the gist of it is what? Okay. The beginning of life and the end of life are God-given boundaries to human existence. Okay? The end of the church is equally bound to respect the sacredness of life and well-being of the mother and unborn child. Okay? We cannot affirm abortion as acceptable means of birth control, and we unconditionally reject it as a means of gender selection or eugenics. But is it okay as a last resort? But we recognize that tragic conflicts of life may justify abortion. In such cases, we support the legal option of abortion under proper medical procedures by certified medical providers. And this is lastly, and this is, this is what we also say, we mourn and are committed to promoting the diminishment of high abortion rates. Our church will encourage ministries to reduce unintended pregnancies such as comprehensive, age-appropriate sex education, advocacy in regard to contraception, and supportive initiatives that enhance the quality of life for all women and girls around the globe. There you go. In addition, the church must offer ministries to reduce unintended pregnancies. We commit our church to begin to provide nurturing ministries to those who terminate a pregnancy, to those in the midst of a crisis pregnancy, and to those who give birth. See, but that sounds like the United Methodist doctrine to me. Right, it is. Okay. Just, that's exactly what it is. But, but they also... I follow, and that I think is a, a perspective. I, I'm not one to say, hey, abortions for everybody, you know, everything. I believe in the, it should be limited, because I truly believe that a woman who terminates a baby... Uh, because of her choice, not because of a necessity of to her life or the fact that she was raped or it's a, a child under a certain age, she's going to regret that. I really believe that. Okay. All right. And I also believe that we cannot stand by and say every woman who becomes pregnant must have that baby. And that is the stance that our that Doug Mastriano is taking. And that's the stance that, that a lot of other states are taking. There is zero. In Pennsylvania, we have a... A, I think a compromising abortion law. All right, we we'll wrap up. We got to get another call going here. Right. But All right. Thank you, Eric. We're Thanks not going to get back in. into the religious you, aspects thank of you, this sir. again today. We had enough of that the other day. I don't you well, and I think uh, you know the, what did I say about President Biden? You know, shame on shame on the U.S. for having a porous border for forty years, and shame on President Biden for having it worse now. That's that that religious policy is about the same. You know, you can have an abortion as a last resort, but shame on us on creating a society where that where it's acceptable to abort, where it's necessary, where you know a woman. Uh, is in a situation, then you know there's so many ways to avoid that. So, it's, this is the shame on us program today. Well, you certainly are <laughs> well, spreading a lot of I shame. I probably around. haven't said that phrase in the past 20 years. And now I use shame it. Shame on you. All right, Van. Thank you for patiently waiting. You are on the mark. Good morning. It was nice of Eric to read that after you told him not to. But anyway, back to the deal with the border patrol that you brought up this morning. You know, I was just thinking, you know, just off the top of my head, of different stories that have been reported over the last few years, like Nick Sandman. Right. Dusty Smollett. The, the noose that was in, you know, Bubba Wallace's garage. You know, and there's, there's just three occasions that immediately when it was reported, it was like, oh my goodness, this is just a total act <laughs> of racism. And... Then, as time progresses, we find out the truth behind it. And then, then the stories just kind of disappear. 
You're right. The media doesn't want to admit it has egg on its face. It would be too tough to actually say, hey, we made a mistake and we apologize. Well, here's, here's the thing. It's not just a mistake. I, I believe it's more than that. I believe it's a on-purpose promotion of racism to try to to try to get it out there that this country is so filled with racism and am i saying there's no racism in america absolutely not there is but not to the extent that the, the news media wants us to believe and they try to portray this as a, a right-wing aspect that everyone that's a, a trump follower is a racist and they, they continually called Trump a racist, and yet the people that were closest to him, and for example, Herschel Walker, who actually played football when, when Trump owned the uh, New Jersey Generals, said about how wonderful Trump was and how Trump didn't have a racist tone in his body. And this is coming from a black man that knew Trump personally. So it, it, all the news media, they... They promote a bunch of lies, you know, just like they said about Trump was having sex with these Russian prostitutes and stuff. And all this stuff is coming out about Hunter Biden. I, I didn't hear that. I didn't either. You're telling us something we hadn't heard before. Having sex oh, really? with Russian prostitutes? Oh, my goodness. Yes, that, that was oh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I must admit I didn't. I mean, I've heard all sorts of accusations about his close ties to Vladimir Putin, but I never heard that one. You certainly do know who the whoremongers are around here. I'll give you that much. <laughs> well, yeah, and as far as I read the other day, Mark, I think it was kind of ironic what you brought up and how it turned and caused a big you know, outrage yesterday. But the irony I see about the callers that... that call in, they, they condemn people that quote the Bible, and yet they call themselves Christians. You know, they, they say they're for abortion, and they call themselves Christians, and I, that's so ironic, because you know, most Christians love the Bible, most Christians don't have a problem with hearing the Bible. Most Christians love little babies and don't want to see them be aborted for any reason. And then the whole deal, what we're seeing now in America is it's a demonization. If you take a position... Like this whole deal with the LGBTQ, and I don't know if you're aware of what's going on now in our military, and our military has now said that if someone identifies, just for example, if someone identifies as a male, and yet they have not gone through a surgery, they can shower with the gender that they identify with. And the troops are told to ignore, ignore the female genitalia, if, if you're a man and you're taking a shower with someone identified as a man, they have female genitalia. Just ignore that. And that's the stuff going on now in our military. And they're also promoting the pronouns and all that. And the whole brainwashing that's taking place in America. Right. And someone who speaks against that type of lifestyle, right away, they're called a bigot or a hate monger or something like that. Yeah, I saw yesterday an exchange between a United States senator and a professor, a law professor from a California University. I don't remember her name, and I don't. Remember, I think the senator was Tom Cotton, and uh, he asked whether or not men could get pregnant. And the woman wouldn't answer the question except to say that he was now being transphobic. So I'm not under, I don't understand in this whole debate how people on one side think that men can get pregnant. <laughs> That's lost on me. I'm sorry. I actually heard that. I don't know who the, the congressman was that was questioning his ladies, but she flat out said when she was asked that, can men get pregnant? She said yes. She didn't even hesitate. 
And you talk about lunacy. I mean, there there is some disconnect taking place in this country, and the brainwashing is, to me, it's so obvious. Yeah, well, I'm I'm with you. I don't understand some of this stuff, but then immediately the woman said that his line of questioning was transphobic. So well, yeah, well, it's even like even like now with the term Latinx, Latin whatever. And I didn't understand it until I heard just yesterday. At least they want to use that because it's the gender that's used with with Fanny. Van, we're out of time in this segment. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Sorry, but we've hit the wall. We've got to take a break for the news. This is WKOK Sunbury, Pennsylvania. You're listening to On the Mark. Thank you, Van, for calling in. Good topics all. We'll take more comers during the 9 a.m. hour. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 9 o'clock. Good morning, everyone. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me and adamantly opposed to every common sense solution that me playing a bad liberal have ever proposed. Not so, really. If you ever came up with one, I'd be in favor of it. <laughs> okay. It just hasn't happened. <laughs> That's right. right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. We'd love to hear from you today. If you text us at 70236, you got to use the keyword OTM so it comes to us. If you uh, do not use that, we will not be able to see it. it one, of our, one of our professors says the CPI is at 9.1%. Oh, that should be great. That's higher than ever. We didn't, we didn't have that. Did you just hear that on CBS News, or did we miss that? Did they report that? I did not listen to the news. Okay, I had Martin. to run up the hall to uh, push buttons. Yeah, some of our listeners said they had trouble hearing uh, one of our previous callers, so our apologies there, but we got a sticky pot, so we got that <laughs> fixed over pot. there. Pot is short for potentiometer, which is the sliding device that volume's controlled on a console, and uh, I threw some soda in the pot one time to lubricate it, but I guess that's not the right thing. So no, no, no. It's been sticky ever since. All right. So, yes, CPI 9%. I knew today was going 9. to be... 9.1. Don't, don't shortchange day. Yeah, the day President that President Biden's done an outstanding job of getting inflation Yeah, it's funny. Up. I thought maybe it would moderate a little bit because gasoline prices have moderated a little bit. But uh, guess what? It is not meant to be. one 800 But it's Trump's fault. Just bear in mind. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not <laughs> President Trump's fault anymore. We're done oh, with that. The Democrats will say it's no, Trump's it's fault. No, <laughs> oh, it's Putin. It's Putin. No, it's the gas stations. They're gouging No, it's the $5 trillion no, in government spending. No, it's the farmers spending. and it's the meat packers. They're it's all the Ukraine. doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's Putin. Let's just agree to disagree. Well, let's all agree that it's nobody... It's everybody except Joe Biden, who is faultless and blameless. It's Joe McGranahan. I did it. I'm the one that caused inflation. You caused inflation. <laughs> I personally uh, did it. By going to the mayor's conference once every three years, you're driving up prices. <laughs> right. For lodging and gasoline. All right. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five on the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, you can uh, send us a message at onthemark at WKOK.com. Thank you for that. 
uh, it says Senator Josh Hawley, Missouri, California Berkeley professor. Yeah, that's it was Josh Hawley that was involved in that discussion about whether or not a man could get pregnant with the child. Oh, Cal- I got you. Cal- okay, fabulous. Professor. All right. Yeah, CPI. All right, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. PennDOT uh, says motorists advise that Route 45 is closed on the Lewisburg Bridge right now between Water Street and Lewisburg and Route 40, 405 due to a vehicle crash. A detour involving local roads is in place there. Yeah, we saw the slowing on the map earlier today, and uh, we saw that that was very slow. So traffic's blocked there because of a crash on the Lewisburg uh, Bridge, so we'll keep you posted about that. Yeah, it's 100% blocked. Otherwise, around here, traffic-wise, we're fine. It's fun to watch the CSVT on the uh, CSVT comes up as one of the construction zones. Uh, Watch out for a section of Granger's Road to close uh, this week, if it hasn't already, so that'll be there. And we have some other big traffic volumes around here, but no uh, big uh, dilemmas or delays. Anyways, anywhere, so we'll keep you posted about that. Monkeypox has been around for a long time on the globe, but only recently in Pennsylvania. It's not a new virus because it's endemic in countries in Africa, but it's usually not transmitted. There's usually not outbreaks outside of those endemic countries. And right now, there are several outbreaks throughout the globe. Maria Tejada is a Penn State Extension agent and gave us an update on a lot of vaccines, including the medication that's used to treat monkeypox. She says there have been four confirmed cases in Pennsylvania. Uh, You can hear more about her analysis about this and the vaccine conversation at WDKOK.com. An investigation underway after a fight broke out outside a preliminary hearing yesterday in Sunbury. happened at the Northumberland County Administration Building where Magistrate Toomey has his office. He was holding an attempted murder hearing for Reggie House Seal, Frankie Rich, Anthony Moultrie, and Isaac Hawley, but outside, individuals associated acquaintance with or fans of these individuals got in a fight. Police broke it up. No charges filed yet. House and Hawley waived their hearings. Rich and Moultrie had their hearings postponed. Governor Tom Wolf has signed an executive order granting abortion access to out-of-state residents. They call it abortion Tourism. The U.S. Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade leaves the abortion decision to the states. While the practice remains legal in Pennsylvania with restrictions, the executive order signed by Governor Wolf allows residents of states where abortion is no longer legal to safely travel to Pennsylvania. It also allows the governor to dismiss a warrant issued by officials from those states who want to arrest someone who travels to Pennsylvania for an abortion, as well as those who assist them. A statement issued by the governor asserts that everyone, whether a resident of Pennsylvania or not, deserves access to reproductive health care. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And AP reporting. Here's an irony. You see the condition of the marina and uh, they can't get enough money for the fish ladder. And you see the condition of the marina building. Well, AP is reporting Pennsylvania's governor has big news for Pennsylvanians. Three new state parks. Governor Tom Wolf said the park site hasn't been chosen, but work to identify and purchase the land 
plan is underway by DCNR. The state's 2023 spending plan includes $56 million to add the new parks to what is currently a 121-park system. The three will be the first new state parks in Pennsylvania since 2005, not counting Washington Crossing, which was transferred from the State Historical and Museum Commission. The money will also help develop the state's first park for use of all-terrain vehicles and similar motorized recreational vehicles. Quote, our beautiful state parks are among the finest in the nation, Wolf tweeted. I'm proud that we've secured funding in this year's budget to make this investment in our park system. When I see this is, talk about a drunken sailor spending federal <laughs> trillions. Like we can't maintain what we got, but right. let's get more. Right. We can't do a fish ladder. We can't do fix the marina building up. We're not going to have a growing green referendum on the ballot, but we're going to spend $56 million on three, three more parks. state parks. I love state parks. Don't get me wrong. But I have to live within my budget at home. I guess Governor Wolf wants to become the Gifford Pinchot of the Democratic I Party. Guess so. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just seems wrong. All righty, and finally, a pregnant woman is defending her high occupancy vehicle ticket, saying her fetus is her passenger. Now, this happened in Texas. A pregnant driver was pulled over in the HOV high occupancy vehicle lane. And if you're not familiar with those folks, it's lanes that are set aside for individuals that have two or more people in the vehicle, and that way you supposedly cut down on traffic. Most cars have one person in them. Anyway, uh, but she said she was not the only person in the car. The lane is meant for cars with two or more people, so the woman claimed her unborn baby was a passenger. She's about eight months pregnant, so the officer could plainly see that she is uh, with child, but the cop did not buy it and ticketed her anyway for being by herself in the HOV lane. She plans to fight the ticket all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary. She said she didn't want to get political about it. But if courts can determine rights of a fetus, some laws like driving in the HOV lane need to change. They need to change the law to recognize that uh, a baby on board, as they say, uh, is a human. That's a good point. I think she's got a case. Well, you know, I think so, too, because, like, it, this is a terrible way to put it, but if somebody had killed her in a wreck, they'd be charged with two counts of That's homicide. That's right. They would be. So so how can you say that she doesn't have the right to have her baby count as, some, as, a, a, as a person? Yeah, no, Maybe I because think it's she not does. Born, maybe the dividing line is two individuals who've been born. <laughs> but what if she had six kids oh, in the but, vehicle? Uh, what, six she's born eight months kids. pregnant. The, the child is probably viable. Mm-hmm. On the outside, just happens to be riding inside the mother. Now they might get creative and slap her for not having a seatbelt on it. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe she did. She did have a seatbelt. If you no, look no, down I mean at on her, the fetus. Well, yeah, but inside. on her lap there is a seatbelt, and True. that covers both. Well, it should be an interesting test case. Where would you come down? Just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity. Eight months pregnant. Mm. I don't know. I have to think about that. I, I guess, um, I, I think because these are transportation laws meant to handle control, or not control, but set aside lanes for people that are carpooling, I think she's outside the spirit of the carpooling with just a baby on board. I think they're meant for people to have two people, two um, passengers on board, not just a child. Uh, because it's a transportation law, I'll, I'll go on the side with the cops because she's doesn't have two... Uh, born individuals on board. But I think, you know, this is that sticky wicket that you have where you can abort a child, 
but if you kill it, if somebody else kills it, they get charged with murder. Yeah. One of our readers uh, takes uh, up the issue of these parks that we're oh. about to create here in Pennsylvania. Says, good morning, gentlemen. I know you're just reporting this, but you made me mad already today. Not at you, but the news we're going to get so many new state parks. Has anybody been over to the marina lately and looked at the picnic tables? People can barely even sit on them. Yeah, you have to bring a blanket or a little seat or something. I would urge anybody that has a right to vote on this would vote against it. I'm sorry to the other areas that need these state parks. But the same thing is going to happen to you that has happened to the marina. They tore that building down, put a fence up around it, and now that's all that's left unfinished. It would have been in better hands if it wasn't state-owned. It has so much potential, and yet nothing can be done. Thank you for letting me vent. Is there anything else I can do to veto this from happening? I think you'd Contact have to, your state representative. Yeah, you'd have to. Well, or the governor. The governor's kind of in charge of this thing. But the state and House and Senate can help guide some of the funding and decision-making. Well, you know, I think their first obligation is to maintain what they've got. I think it was Governor Pinchot's desire back in the early part of the last century to have no one be more than like 20 miles from a state park. Right. You know, so we've in today's world, that's when we have enough parks that they're probably not more than a 10 or 20 minute drive away from one. Yeah, you could be. No matter where you live. 20 miles, you could go to four different state parks around here if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's so putting more in. And where are they? What makes them unique? Why, if these were such great sites, why weren't they well, chosen earlier? Closing where they are yet, <laughs> if that's even chosen. You know, I hate to say that they're they're just looking for some place to put another one. Well, look even here, the area along the front riverfront, um, Sunbury, north of the Veterans Memorial Bridge. Now that area is owned by three different entities. Part of it's owned by Shimoka and Borough, and it was purchased with Project Seventy funds for recreational use. Unfortunately, when the bridge came in, it cut off our access, pretty much cut off the, the main access to that part of the park area for us. And of course, now uh, it's more difficult because there are other owners. There's the people, uh, the Skatitas family owns the old Reading Railroad. They purchased that from uh, Nestle Road Construction. And then PennDOT owns the front part. So you have three different sections there. And it's a beautiful area. Can you imagine if that were developed? Uh, Into a nice state about, park. Right. Uh, it, well, it, they were going to put a rowing center in there. There was talk about having other recreational activities. My favorite was uh, refloating or rebuilding the old Pennsylvania Canal in that area because the canal bed is there and there's part of a lock there. So if they did that... Oh, wow. And then put a packet boat there. I can imagine people stopping and visiting restaurants and taking a look at the river, a river walk along there. It could be a beautiful tourist attraction. And it would, it's part of, it's considered part, or would be considered part of the Shikolimi State Park. Yeah, it would be attractive. But uh, do we need another tourism attraction or another state park? I understand the canal. If you don't do something with it, eventually it'll deteriorate and it'll be gone. Maybe preserve that somehow as an attraction. But we do need, do we need more maintenance? costs and more park area more i mean i was at the chickenley state park marina on the fourth of july and my lovely bride and i were just about the only people there so really i don't think they're packed all the time well there were of course pine otters was underway and so was uh well yeah that would that would uh, that would be a draw semi-quincentennial but uh in any event oh well but still i don't think they get utilized enough as it is and certainly the chickenley state park overlook i mean the friends group has to have things in order to get utilization up there. Uh, the rest of the time, it's not heavily utilized. 
Well, there were there are events. I, I don't think that group's been as active this year as it's been in the past, the Friends right. of the Shikolimi State Park. But I admire that group for trying to do something to increase the use, utilization of the park. And, you know, certainly I can remember when the marina, what well, it started as the Bassey Beck Environmental Center, <laughs> that didn't go over well. Then it became a restaurant that was plagued by the fact that occasionally during the course of the year, the river got so high that people couldn't, couldn't get, to, get it. to it. Well, and then uh, for a short time, and this was really just on paper. It never really got to, to to architects, as far as they know. The Susquehanna River Heartland Coalition for Environmental Studies put dibs in on the building so they could use it as a... Well, that's right. A, that was going to be Susquehanna, Bucknell, and Bloomsburg? Or? Right. Plus King's College and Lock Haven and uh, half a dozen other schools. Just about every big school that has an environmental science program, minus Penn State. They've never been part of the coalition. <laughs> but in any event, they had uh, dibs on it so that they could put a research center there and put interns there and students and staff it, but uh, it never really congealed. Once they put it up in front of all the universities, all the universities says, well, that would be okay if somebody else paid for it, we'd we'd use it. (laughs) But uh, nobody really wanted to kick in funding for it. And this was an austere time, so this was right around 2015, 2016, something like that, so there wasn't a lot of extra money around. Well, and I guess the Lake Augusta is considered part of Shikolami State Park, too. Now they are spending a fair amount of money on that to up to do redo the bags, keep mm-hmm. them up, and now there's even talk, which I think will just be pie in the sky talk, about putting a permanent dam in instead of an inflatable dam. I doubt that there'll ever be money or political resolve enough to do that. And then there's the issue of what it creates downstream, what kind of problems it may create, and what flooding issues it would bring about up here. Well, and who's going to clean the silt out? One of the beauties of the fiber dam is spring floods clean out a lot of the silt. That's true. So you would don't get that with permanent dams. And that's a big issue at uh, Holtwood and the dams down south. Well, I can't imagine the governor, who seems to be a, you know, I, I've always thought Governor Wolf, even though he's not my political party, was a reasonable guy. And I've heard even our state senator, John Gordner, and others speak highly of him in regards to his ethics and his, you know, but it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to to want to develop parks when you have the existing parks that are going begging for basic well, drunk necessities. With money. Drunk with money. Huh? Right. Well, they have, what, $2.5 billion in the budget? David Rowe voted no on the budget because it was 11% bigger than last year's budget and because of federal dollars. Well, and they lower the corporate net income tax, which is probably good news for some folks. But, I, you know, I would have concern 10 years from now, uh, we won't have the revenue to support things because the federal money will have expired. Probably not. Well, EB says, gun nuts have long claimed that there should be little, if any, gun control legislation because, quote, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, quote, unquote. The Uvalde police have proven that's a lie. Lots of good guys with guns were in that school, and as we've seen, they waited around forever before doing anything, leaving innocent children to be massacred. With that theory disproven, can we finally have some extensive gun control now? It's a gun problem, people. The time has come to do something about it. You'll be fine without your stupid boomstick. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you got to give up your stupid boomstick. Well, no, the phrase is, is still good. It's it, it, you know the only thing that can stop. It doesn't mean that necessarily will or that police procedure or individual action will assure that a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. But it's really the only way to make sure that something happens eventually is to have somebody with a good guy with a gun intervene. So the only thing that can, yes, that's the operative word. Does it mean will right away? Necessarily, no. 
well. All right, Joe and I have talked most of this program. That's unacceptable. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Earlier today, we talked about, let's see, we talked a little bit about the state park uh, funding. The Governor Wolf wants uh, three more state parks. Right. Talk about the the president's wife referring to Mexicans as tacos. All right. (laughs) And we talked a little bit about abortion, one of our good listeners, about that. We talked about a high-occupancy vehicle uh, issue in Texas where a woman was ticketed for being in the vehicle. But she said, actually, had a baby on board, unborn. So that counts. And uh, President Biden, his viewpoints, uh, his ratings among Democrats, Joe and I talked about that. So, And we we did some pointing out that the media may not have covered the uh, Border Patrol agents who did not strike immigrants with their uh, reins of the horses was not covered as extensively as the false and most statement. most importantly, we talked about inflation surging to 9.1% in June, accelerating oh, yeah. more than expected to a new 40-year high. Yeah, Can we crazy. get a round of applause for 9. President 1. Biden? And that's 41-year bef- high And this inflation. was taken before gas prices started to go down, I would assume. But poultry is still like triple high. And uh, what else did I just buy that was like cereals? Everything. Like $9 a box or something. It's crazy. Vacation time, gas is up, motel room costs are up, travel, all travel costs are up. 1-800-795-9565. we got callers standing by. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Dale, thank you for waiting through the break. Much appreciated. You're on the mark. Go ahead. Yeah, I heard, uh, well, I guess it was that uh, China was telling Brazil about their coffee deal, and they said that America is having a class warfare right now. I wonder why our media is not saying that. Could you run that by me again, Dale? Classic. I think you should. Okay, let's start yeah, out China with told, China was telling Brazil, the president, I guess, that the United States is having a class warfare, and that's why they can't uh, give them more coffee, I guess. I guess coffee's going to go up now, I guess. Well, coffee's I already up. Let's get that out of the way. But secondly, well, uh, I'm sure... Yeah, he was saying that the United States is going through a class warfare. I'm wondering why the United States media is not saying that. I think they are, because there was a story, I think it was in Consumer Reports, that the sale of drip coffee makers is going back up after being uh, weighed down because well, of... Well, China wants more coffee, but uh, it seems like the United States is holding them up. So I guess I've got our coffee price is going to go up now. It's already up, so, I said. <laughs> I know this so to be true. So are we going to class warfare? Because our media is not telling us. Yes, it is. It's Starbucks versus Keurig. All right, what else you got, Dale? 
Yeah, that's all I have. All right. Well, well thank I you. Think, oh. who, who's at fault here, the Bar Association or the Brazilians? Oh, it's got to be the Bar. They drink a lot of coffee. I mean, who can afford attorney? There you right. go. That's that's amen. That's if you can afford an attorney, you can afford You a nailed that one, Dale. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take Thanks. care, brother. Thanks, brother. <laughs> all right. Dale, you're, or Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think you guys are out there somewhere when you're talking about the ticket situation with the pregnant woman. Okay. Why? Let's hear I your mean, view. Why? I mean, uh, that's just a joke. That's no more than a joke. Don't you, you think guys name? are used to, I guess, defending Trump's uh, uh, pretexts for everything, so that's just a pretext for trying to get out of the ticket. Right. I mean, well, and that's a good point. Well, I it think is, she was trying to get out of it. Right. It's in this. Right. It's in the CBS it, it kicker has, wire. It has no legal backing whatsoever. Well, if she takes it to the Supreme Court, it will have some legal backing. Oh yeah. One way or the other. Yeah, I think Clarence Thomas indicated he would like to have the HOV issues brought up before yes, the court. Yes, I'm sure it's going to go there. That's just a bunch of baloney, and if you guys take that seriously, then you guys are so far down the drain of idiocy, I don't know where you are. Chris, it was a kicker at the end of the newscast. You know what a kicker is? Yeah, yeah. But you guys both pretended to take it seriously. Oh, did we? Okay. And I just want to know if you really did. Negative on the seriousness of it. Uh, Okay. You you did a better bluff than you usually do then, because I couldn't tell you weren't being serious. Yeah, I don't portray anything very well, I'm told. But, uh, let's see, uh, I'm, uh, well, I'm sorry. I got distracted by that one. Okay. But, oh, yes, uh, Joseph, Joseph, uh, one day called up and talked about the, the, that he, he wouldn't kill anybody, but he, would let other people go to war for him. Right. I wondered why he didn't say that because it's in the Bible he has a God and on his and is in him therefore he can't kill people and therefore he wouldn't support abortion or urge a woman to have an abortion and so forth but why won't he let other people have an abortion? If he takes that view, and that's a sort of a Christian, the religion state question that I'm somewhat interested in, is because some people believe that way, like Joseph does, and therefore I'd ask them that question, and other people believe, but who believe that religion should be in government, government should be acting religiously and as part of their religion. Why, when Jesus says uh, you should feed, clothe the least of us and take care of all people and provide for them, uh, visit them in jail, etc., etc., why don't they want their government doing that? I think a lot of people, people in the U.S. are quite, well, for the most part. A lot of those are the same people who are against taking care of the people who come to our border. And if you take Christianity seriously, where you want to apply it to all our laws, why don't they want to apply it to that one? Good question. And if you take the position of Joseph, 
why won't you let other people have the choice on abortion? We're not going to get back into the religion. We're not going to get back into the religious thing again today, Chris. Although you're dragging it up from a, you're dragging it up from the other side. But here's here's the issue. I think that many people feel that they have some kind of an obligation to stop you from harming yourself uh, and dooming yourself to perdition. Now, if they feel that's their obligation, they're going to say things like that on this program. Other people feel that you know it's your decision to make your own life with your God, which okay, or cool. not to make it, depending on your view. Perdition. Perdition, that's hell. I got it. <laughs> okay. <Thank you. laughs> but, you know, I, I, th- I think it all depends on whether or not it's done in the spirit of love or if, if it's done in the spirit of something other than love. Uh, you know, so take your money, but put your money is, down, take your chance. My question, yeah, Perdition. My question is, though, is why do they apply their political beliefs to one way one in one case and another way in another case. Because well, we're human? I would think the argument that I would make is that the, the intentions of the people involved are what determines the way you react. People who cross the border illegally and show up on our front doorstep and expect us to take care of them is not necessarily what God intended. God helps those that help themselves, but not to somebody else's goods God or services. Yeah, but not to your goods and services, not to your life, not to things that support your family or things you pay taxes for. Huh? They want to be blessed. And to be blessed, you have to take care of the least of us and the people who show up. This is not going well. Here we go again. (laughs) This is us avoiding religion is not going well. Uh, The official religion door is closed. Thank you, Chris. Have a nice day. The official religion door is closed. Oh, separation of WKOK and religion now. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do it. Unfortunately, we we can't have this discussion without. We can't keep having this discussion. Amen. We we can't keep having this (laughs) discussion. I guess you're not going to listen. And we can't keep having this discussion, uh, you know, day after day without uh, without people insulting other people's religions. And I think that's where we're going to have to draw the line. We don't want to hear about who the great whore of Babylon is. We don't want to hear how the uh, the Masons are satanic and Halloween is evil if you participate in it. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the issues of the day that affect the people of the Susquehanna Valley. And that's what we were talking One about. One of which is biased media to that end. Says, I think a GoFundMe page should be started to purchase cheerleading outfits for the media. They are failures of journalism, but they do show potential as cheerleaders. And another listener on the topic of the pregnant woman in the high occupancy lane. (laughs) Here's my two cents about the pregnant woman. She's eight months pregnant. She has only four weeks to go or less. I'd humor her because I really wouldn't know the rule if I were a state police officer that stopped her. But I'd humor her. I'd say, yep, you got away with this one, didn't she? right, 1-800-795-9565 we got two callers standing by. We will be right back. I think he means 20 minutes. Okay, well, that's not much of a vacation. I think. <laughs> well, if you're like him. I think Steve deserves go, more than go, that. Go. He's doing play-by-play for the spikes and everything. Oh, he's other busy. Thing. He's a busy guy. Right, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Uh, let's see. Joe, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, unfortunately for me... Uh, I called before the door was closed on religious discussion. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you think I it know. grandfathered I was on, in? I was on the. I could hear, but uh, 
I'm not sure how this qualifies, but uh, you guys surely have control of the uh, buttons and the workings of a radio station, which I know about very little about. So anyhow, what happened was interesting. I'll start my story here that I had prepared for. Anyhow, uh, so what? interesting, yesterday I uh, was listening to your show, and uh, there was comments about how bad the Monday show was, which I was... Uh, fortunate to have something to do that and i don't usually go back and listen but i was so curious about this show that uh i went back and listened to it i i exceeded my own capacity at uh computers and found a podcast uh on the mark but the first one was about a golf uh pro so i you had to go wkok but anyhow, I listened to this, and um, I, I, didn't, I didn't find that it sucked or anything. I thought people call in with opinions. Super, you know. But uh, then I did uh, hear Chris uh, make a remark about, you know, I think it was me. I think he used the uh, name Mike, but uh, it would be Joe from Sunbury. And uh, he said uh, about, and I, I appreciated uh, Chris calling in and, you know, talking about Exodus 21. And uh, and he said uh, in uh, Monday's comment that he didn't know or didn't understand why I said I didn't know where a part came. He mentioned about the sorcery or something like that. And I said, I don't know where that came from. I, I knew it came from that chapter. What I meant was, why was he applying that to the abortion issue? Right, That that's what, I mean, uh, and my my point is, to Mark or anybody there for discussion, if we get to the root cause of why there's so much tension between, uh, you know, pro-life and pro-choice, uh, we don't agree on where life begins, right? Or am I not getting that? That's part. I of think the there's, issue, a, there's, right? a, there's a there's a debate. There's a conception <laughs> or at first. There, that's the debate. So take your choice. Right. So. I, I put it out there to Christians and anybody. I think you mentioned that Chris is an atheist. I didn't think I know. I didn't know that till yesterday. He didn't. I would characterize Chris as an atheist. I'm not certain what faith he practices. I probably did. Mike Mark yeah, made yeah, it, but Mark I'm, mentioned it, and he didn't deny it. But I, you know, that that's irrelevant. Well, I, he's certainly a very I, moral I person. Just, so uh, you know, if he would have said I am or I ain't, I'm not. But um, you know, on. but anyhow, I, my part is that for. Christians who believe in the Bible and, you know, from uh, Genesis to Revelation, uh, this Exodus does give us a clue, right? And you can debate even what it means, Joe. but it's like three passages Joe. that... We're, we're lost here. Yeah, that's, Joe, where are we headed here? Where are we headed? <laughs> I'm just saying that to help people get to the the idea of what God thought at the at the time he was giving the law to the Hebrews through Moses All right, well, that he made a punishment for having a child hurt in the womb right, or gotcha. die in the womb. All and right. that's in Exodus 21, 22 to 25. But, Noted. Uh, and you let, you let uh, Eric ask questions, like put it out there to the audience, right? And you let Chris put questions out there to the audience, and maybe I hope I could answer. I don't have much time. But That's I'll correct. say to uh, Eric in particular, because I try to answer his questions, tell me how there's no punishment. Even Chris said that there's a monetary penal penalty in that for some kind of uh, hurting or 
death of a baby in the womb. So that was my point. Uh, if uh, you get to that, I'm All not right. sure. We're not okay. going to. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for Thanks. calling Thanks in. Thanks for calling. Have a right, good day. Then I'll call back. Uh, Take care. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Joseph, you're on the mark from Milton, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I was listening to what Chris said, and he's mistaken about what he said about me. I, I don't, uh, uh, wouldn't hold people back from having an abortion. I would tell them that it wasn't the right thing to do, but they can do what they want. Uh, it, we, we're all given that liberty, even as believers. Uh, the Almighty puts before us good and evil, and he says, choose what you will. Choose the good, of course. You know what I mean, and so and and you guys were saying after that you got on this religious thing about offending uh, different religions and the Masons and stuff. I don't want to go there or the Horvath. I don't want to go there. But you guys, my goodness, you you Republicans and Democrats, both of, either one of you, you're you're de- uh, um, uh, defaming the Democrats and the the, the Republicans. Uh, uh, the Democrats are you know damning the Democrats and you, you, all day that's what you go on every day on this show but we're not you telling people about their their faith and their party no Joseph that's what not what that's not what we're doing what we're talking about is political issues that affect people's lives every day yeah, in this call, country that their, are their determined by like elected officials sometimes food. Democratic people have issues that they think are good and Republicans think are bad that's a subject for debate but we're not telling anybody they're going to hell or that they're you know less of a human being because they believe they're liberals or they're conservatives. What we're doing is discussing the political issues that are here, and we're not making moral judgments about the people who hold those views. All right, go ahead. Well, anyway, uh, (laughs) I don't understand. Both of you gentlemen claim to be Christians, and, uh, you know, you're so opposed to any kind of morality or views about morality. Nobody's uh, opposed to morality or views about morality. What we're opposed opposed to is people coming on the program and demeaning other people's faith. But it is only one faith. In your no, view. in your view, there are many <laughs> faiths. In the Bible, the Bible. No, we're not going to the Bible. Faith. We're not going to the Bible. Other people have no, different I know faiths. No, don't want to go there. Well, we're not because that's the word of Yahweh. Right. And you know, you, you guys like to make fun of that. But the call. Remember the call. Called in the other day, and he said, "Is Amway uh, something related to Yahweh or something?" And it was a big joke. No, he said, "Is Amway a competitor of Yahweh's?" Yeah, something like that. He was making a big joke about, but you don't realize that his name is sacred and his name is Yahweh. He's not Jehovah or Adonai or Kyrios or Theos. His name is Yahweh, and you, every knee is going to bow to that name. Okay. All right. Thank you Thank so you. much. Have yep. a good Thanks one. for the call. Much appreciated. Uh, who goes next? Eric. One more minute. Go right ahead. Uh. My point, and I'll reiterate it because it seemed to have gone into the point of pure religiosity, and my perspective wanted to be that anyone who opposes no exclusion to abortion is just a power play to keep women down. And, and since when does uh, can a religion say, oh, the, the, the life of a child at whatever part you determine it to be a life is more important than the uh, life of the woman? Or especially if it's a, if it's a younger child, who is being forced to have a baby? Who can say whose life is more important? Let's let's take religion out of it. Let's just look at it as a power issue. This is a method by which a lot of 
men in power can keep women down. That includes men in power in different churches. And that that's why I, I think this boils down to. It's a power issue. Thank you for the opportunity to okay. clarify my position. I disagree with you, but you're entitled to your opinion. Thank you. Eric, have a good one. All right. Uh, who's next? Chris is Chris back for another, another 60 minute. seconds. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm back with the Bible again. That's okay. It's all good. I just, I just wanted to make it clear to... Well, first of all, I'm not demeaning anybody's religion. I didn't think I, anything I said was... No, you never have, Chris. Religion. In all fairness, you've challenged uh, people's beliefs. I from other calls, but in this last one... Chris, I, 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 you were characterized as an atheist. I would say, and you and I have locked horns many times, I, I sense that you are a very moral person, you have a high ethical standard. I've never heard you insult anybody's religion. Well, you probably didn't listen real close. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I've heard you question other people's religion, but I never heard you insult them. But in any case, I just wanted to explain to Mike that, uh, that I was pointing out, to, as he did, that the verse is only a clue, and it, it certainly can be interpreted many ways, but also very near that in the Bible are things about killing a son who curses his parents and killing sorcerers on principle and and somehow why is that when you take that in context how do you not say well then we should have laws like that too if you're insisting on using that as your wedge to be have a law against abortion and I congratulate Joseph for his consistency he did explain it so that his views were were consistent, and he is apparently not for any anti-abortion laws. So I congratulate him on that. Why do you say he's not for anti-abortion laws? Oh, we're done. Because it's a minute. It was, uh, it's a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Choice, and he didn't really care. It's, it's, a, it's a person's choice to do it or not. And the, got to stop you there, Chris. Sorry. sorry. We're out of time. Applying. Sorry, my fault. I asked you a question. I shouldn't have. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in, Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Don't ask me any more questions. No, We're not going take to. Care. Would, would you hang up, please? Bye. That's Bye. your last question. All right, we'll take a break. We've got a caller standing by. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.com. we got one waiting. We could take one more, and then that'll be that. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Newsroom tells us they're investigating or working on a story about a homicide in the Watsontown area. Three people taken into custody, including a teenager, uh, one of the individuals. So we'll keep you posted about that. Still got the Lewisburg River Bridge closed because of a mishap there uh, at the east end of the bridge. So we'll keep you posted about that. Got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf, we've been talking about specific vehicles. Yesterday we talked about the Accent. How about the Hyundai Elantra? Uh, gets a very high score from Consumer Reports. You can't spend more than $30,000 for one. Gets anywhere between 33 and 48 miles to the gallon. Uh, of course, it's been redesigned this year, so it's just a super vehicle. 147 horsepower, four-cylinder engine, zero to 60, and a little bit over 10 seconds, so that's not too bad. Uh, people who've driven it say it's actually quite nimble, and it's fun to drive, and it is one of those vehicles that the young people soup up and make into kind of fast cars. Uh, 246 horsepower turbochargers available in 2023. So check that out, the Hyundai Elantra. It's one of the many new vehicles you can purchase at the Sunbury Motor Company. they got Ford, Hyundai, and Kia. We're kind of going through all the vehicles they got. So the uh, Elantra and the Accent are the latest Hyundais we're talking about. Tomorrow we'll talk about the Ionic, which, in case you haven't heard, is a real fuel sipper. How about 52 miles to the gallon? So wow. You can't do any. Yeah, Joe won't know what to do with himself. I wouldn't know what to do. He'll buy gas for his neighbors so he can continue to spend too much for gasoline. All right, we got three callers standing by. We're going to get to two of them anyway. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. We'll give you a couple minutes. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. Well, Chris asked a couple days ago how Bible supporters believe that we don't have anything but the Bible to support a, a womb, a baby in the womb. We do. We have science is on our side, you know. And as, as soon as that egg is fertilized by the sperm and the cells divide, the DNA for a human being is in that, if you want to call it zygote, when it becomes that, that is a human being. And that's that's my argument apart apart from scripture. But Dan, aren't you aren't you selectively using science? You don't believe science when it tells you that carbon dating says things on this earth are millions I, of years old, or the planet's getting warmer. The planet's getting warmer. Has proved coal coal is not six million years old, or even a million. Coal has carbon in it. Proves it can't be really old. They've proved that coal and diamonds have carbon in them, and that proves it's a young world. Carbon dating has proved the Bible again. So you're there, Joe. You have to catch up with science. <laughs> but I, I can't think of a scientist. Name me one scientist who says the world is only about six thousand years old. I, I have a whole. I could give you a whole list. Well, I fine. Have. I'd like to see that list. And, uh, and the I credentials of the people who Dr. believe it. Jerry Berkman <laughs> from North Northwest College out in Ohio. You, you Google him. He has. He's a scientist with six six earned degrees, two doctorates, and he's a creationist. And he he'll tell you any. You Google that. Right, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not online. I hear him on TV. 
and I have some of these books. We're going to try to get another call. Dan, could you give us a quickie last word? Go right ahead. And, uh, yeah, science, and my, your real science, you can't name anything today that is against Scripture. Scripture right. is scientifically correct. Even right. though it's not a science book per se. All right, we got you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank says. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hate to do that, but we got to hit this button. Bob, go ahead. You're going to get a couple seconds. Go right ahead. The uh, science proves that the COVID vaccine works. As far as our state parks go, one of the problems is they can't use the bathroom or getting water there. And I want to put a thank you out to the lady yesterday that stood up for gay people. We need more women like her and hey. more people like her that love everyone for who they are. Thanks. Fair enough. Amen. And thank scientists, you, the consensus is that science says that the Earth is 4.54 billion years old. That's the consensus. But there's a couple outliers in there. <laughs> that we started open. last week. Right. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We'll see you tomorrow.